God's word that we're going to consider for a time this morning are the words from the book of Joshua. This is chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea and to the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you, and do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the other officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan River here to go in and take possession of the land of the Lord your God is giving you for your own. This is the word of our God. Brothers and sisters, as you reflect over 2022, were there challenges that you faced and difficulties that you encountered? I suspect if we would go around and ask each of you, all of you could come up with something that you wrestled with in the past year. I know for myself, about a year ago, there was some wind shear that came through and took off a bunch of shingles from my roof, and I had to go up there and put them back on. And I knew I had to get a new roof, and so a stressor for me this last year is how much is this new roof going to cost? I got one bid, it was $26,000. And I was like, oh, we don't have that much money. So I took a second bid, and it was about half that, and we had some insurance money, and so we were able to get done. But that was a huge Relief for me to get that done. Now that was kind of a financial thing, a home thing, but, but there are other things that we wrestle with. For some of us it was health, something we weren't expecting that came up that, that broadsided us. For some of us maybe it was financial that, that we were dealing with. Maybe it was a stressed relationship with either parents or children or some way. Maybe things didn't go exactly as planned in the workplace and I didn't get that promotion and there's that person I'm stuck working with who drives me crazy, right? There were challenges this past year for each of us. But I'm guessing there were also blessings for many of us. For me, it was a new roof on my home. Very thankful for that. But maybe for you, maybe a health situation that you were struggling with, got better, and now you recovered. 
Or maybe there was that stressed relationship with a family member or someone else, but now it's been healed and and things are as good as they've ever been, and you're thankful for that. And maybe there was a promotion at work. Your boss said, good job. Here's a raise for you. And maybe if there was that person you were working with, maybe they apologized and said, you are a great gal or a great guy. Now, I'm not telling you anything new by mentioning these things. Life is life, and there are challenges, and there are blessings. There are twists and turns, hills and valleys, and the expected and the unexpected. Today, our God would have us know, as we look back and as we look ahead to 2023, that there are promises that he gives to us, and truths that are so very, very encouraging to us as we look at the future. God gave them to a man named Joshua. Do you know this man, Joshua? He was one of the 12 spies who initially went into the land of Canaan. And two of the spies, there was Joshua and Caleb, said, we can take the land, we can can conquer it. The other 10 said, no, we can't. They're too big, they're too powerful, the cities are too big. And because of that, the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. And Joshua saw it all. He saw the golden calf. He saw the bronze servant. He saw the people rebel and complain against Moses. There's not enough food. There's not enough water. He experienced all of that. And now God comes to him and says, Joshua, you're going to be the next leader. And I'm thinking in this initial conversation, there were two things on Joshua's mind. What am I in for here? Are are the people going to listen to me as they listen to Moses? Will I make good decisions as far as leading these people? And what do I do when the challenges present themselves because he knew they were coming? I think that was one thing on his mind. But maybe a second thing as well, if we can look at those opening words. God said to be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give to them. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Uh, If you listen to the news and follow the news, you know there's a lot going on with Russia and Ukraine. And if you follow that, there's story after story, conversation, uh, conversation about weapons. Which weapon systems are we going to give to the Ukrainians? Right? Because that is important if you're going to invade someone or defend yourself. There's something missing from this conversation that God had with Joshua. There's no discussion about swords or spears or chariots or the number of soldiers. There's no game plan or strategy that God mentions. But he does give a weapon to Joshua. He says, meditate. It would have been a scroll, probably made out of cow's hide, with the very words that Moses would have written down line by line. And God says to Joshua, here is your weapon, my word, meditate on it. That Hebrew word meditate is a really interesting Hebrew verb. It means to like savor and chew and to kind of gnaw on something. Uh, if you have a dog... You, you know what I'm talking about. You give a dog a bone, 
And that dog is the happiest dog in the world. I mean, he'll curl up with it, and he'll chew on that bone for a couple hours, and he loves that bone, and he welcomes that bone. And if you go up and try and take that bone away from him, you're going to have an unhappy dog, and maybe depending on breed, right, you might get bit, right? Because that dog loves to chew and devour that bone. That's the Hebrew word used here. And God says to Joshua, Meditate, chew on my word in your life. How about for us? Is there a time when, when we chew and meditate on God's word? God's throwing something out for us here. There is a weapon for us here. I think so many times when it comes to earthly things and earthly battles and challenges we face, we run for the swords and we run for the, the weapons in a sense. If I have a financial problem, I need a financial advisor. If I have a health problem, I need a health specialist. If I have a legal problem, I need an attorney. Right? And blessings from God and, and good things but God would say to us here, wait a minute, before you start looking for the strategy and the weapons, meditate, chew, understand my word for guidance and encouragement and for strategy. And so what does that look like for us? I, I had a college professor at one time who said, young pastors, he said, brothers, when it comes to reading the Bible and reading God's word, you have to steal time. And what he meant was that, like, no one's going to give you extra time out of your schedule. Like, here's an extra 15 minutes for your day. Oh, I'll just study God's Word, right? You're going to have to look at your schedule and hide away. I'm going to my room. I'm sitting in my chair because it's here. God's going to give me the weapon I need for the challenges that I face for this day and for the year ahead. And brothers and sisters, that was the encouragement to Joshua, and that's really our first takeaway for us today, is to meditate. But God tells us why. He goes on, the next verse, he says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, and do not be discouraged. Some years back when I served on the res. I met people who were afraid. Two stories. Um, there was a man who lived out by a big rock called Shiprock. If, if you Google it, it's about a 300-foot volcanic spire that extends out of the desert. It, it's beautiful. And he had a home like right down at the base of this rock. And he said, Pastor Jim, and there was another pastor, I went with Dan Jensen, he said, will you come out and talk to me about Christianity? I said, we'd be happy to. And so he we went to this man's little house, no, almost no bigger than my office down the, the hallway. And we were talking to him, and there wasn't much in his house. But up on this shelf, there was a Nike shoebox. And it just kind of looked out of place. And my friend Dan asked him, he's like, hey, what's in that shoebox? And he says, oh, I got my hair cut, and I put my hair in it. I'm like, what? And he said, well... I take my hair because I don't want people who don't like me or my relatives to take one of my hairs because they will take it to the medicine man. The medicine man will put a curse on it and I will get sick. He was afraid. Another story. Our church had a 15-passenger van and we would do youth activities. 
<clears throat> and we would drive kids back and forth after something was done. And we're driving south on this Highway 371, and I say, look! And up on top of this pole was this big horned owl. And the young girl next to me went, oh! And I didn't know what it was. But she didn't talk after that. She looked really scared. And I asked someone later, I'm like, what does it mean when you see an owl? And she said, it means that someone in your family is going to die. And so she was afraid. There are things in life, and they're different for each of us, that can make us afraid. We just went through one of those stories, the Christmas story, but might think of Joseph. Joseph finds out his fiancée is pregnant, and he knows that baby is not his. And what was the emotional roller coaster that he went over? Anger, frustration, betrayal, depression. I, I'm sure all of those things. And he had in mind to divorce her. And what did God say? God came, to, God came through a dream and an angel, son of Joseph, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Joseph, don't be afraid. A second story from the Bible. There's a man named Peter. And Peter has just caught a pile of fish. And if you're a fisherman, there's nothing that makes you happier than catching a ton of fish. And Peter did. But it had the opposite effect on him. He said to Jesus, Lord, go away from me, for I am a sinful man. Peter understood that he was standing at the very least in the presence of a prophet and at most the Messiah. And he felt his sin. He said, Lord, Lord, go away from me, for I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said to him, Peter, don't be afraid. I'm going to make you fisher of men and people. Don't be afraid. There are so many on the pages of Scripture, if you would Google it or do a search, about 90 times, give or take, where God or Jesus tells someone, don't be afraid. People are people. And like those people in the Bible, or those young kids I told you about earlier, there can be things that, that make us afraid as we look at the future. Maybe we're like Peter. Maybe it's our sin. Like we reflect on this last year, some of the things that I did, that I said, that were so unloving, the hurt that I caused in other people's lives in some way, or my own family. Maybe that's what makes me afraid. Maybe it's something I did, or something I should not have done, or said, or did not say, right? We are conscious of our sin at times, just like Peter, and we want to say to Jesus, and the Lord, go away, I'm a sinful person. I am. But Jesus comes to us, God comes to us as he came to Joseph and Peter and so many, to Joshua, to say, don't be afraid. You see, that was the comfort for Joshua. So many questions as he looked at the future. Was there fear in their heart? There could have been. But to him, God said, Joshua, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And for us as human beings, we can never take fear out of our life 100%. We can never do that because we're sinful. But when that comes up for us, God would say, meditate and don't be afraid. And God tells us why. God says to Joshua, for the Lord your God will be with you 
wherever you go. Isn't it good to have company sometimes? Uh, confession on my part, there have been times on Friday night when I like to go to Fleet Farm. I like Fleet Farm. And there have been times when my wife, Rebecca, said, well, I will go with you. Really, you would do that for me, wife? And so we hold hands and we would walk in the Fleet Farm and say that that was our Friday night date. Right? Now, there is a point I'm making by sharing this little story, but there are times when, when we welcome the presence of someone else. Maybe there's a doctor's appointment that I'm going to, and it would just be nice if someone were with me for that. Or maybe I'm going on a drive to northern Wisconsin to look at the colors. Oh, I'll go with you with that. And we just enjoy the presence of someone else being with us. Right? We treasure that. I mean, there's a reason why correctional institutions put people at times into solitary confinement because it can be torturous. I will be with you, God says to us. I'm not abandoning you. I will be with you. Think of how that would have comforted Joshua. Because Joshua saw God's power. Joshua saw God split the sea and Joshua walked through. God saw, Joshua saw God as a pillar of fire and cloud in the desert. Joshua saw the miracles that God performed for them, bringing out of the water, excuse me, water out of a rock and the manna and the quail. Joshua saw all that. And here God is reminding him just who would be with him, the God of the universe, the God who created the stars and put them in the heaven, the God who created our bodies, the wonderful things that they are, the God who gives us intelligence and ability and faith. It is this God who says to us, I will be with you. I will be with you, Joshua. And that is a comfort to us. You see, our God as well would say, I was not only with Joshua, but I will be with you. And look what I have accomplished for you to show you my grace and mercy. You see, there was a reason, there was a reason why God wanted Joshua and the Israelites to get into the land of Canaan. There was a reason. Because there were places that were important. There's Bethlehem, where Jesus is going to be born. And Mary and Joseph have to be there. There was a place up north called Nazareth where Jesus would grow up as a child and live perfectly with his stepbrothers and parents. There's a place called Jerusalem in the land of Canaan. And a lot would go on, on there. Jesus would teach and preach and Jesus would be welcomed there. Hail, Hosanna to the son of David. And a week later, the people would say, crucify him. There was a garden just outside of Jerusalem, that was important. There was a tomb there, but an empty tomb. God would remind Joshua, I am with you and see what I have done for you and I'm going to do. And brothers and sisters, God would say that to us as well. I am with you and you are forgiven and you are loved and you are important to God, important to me because of all that I have accomplished in Christ for you. And now God says to you, I will be with you. Again, so many examples of that on the pages of Scripture. There was Jacob, and he is running from his twin brother, Esau, and his brother wants to kill him. And God said to Jacob, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. There was Moses, 
And God said to Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the Middle East. Moses says, I don't know about that. And God said, I will be with you, Moses. There was a man named David. David, for all of his abilities and accomplishments in life, for his wealth and influence and power, didn't get full of himself. But he looked to his God and said, If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. And finally, Jesus said to those 12 men who would go out with the gospel, and surely I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. So what will 2023 hold for you and hold for me? More of the same that I talked about. We can be certain that there will be challenges, but there will be blessings. But today, as God reminded Joshua of some precious truths, so he would remind us that he will be with us in the year ahead. May God bless your 2023. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, you have comforted so many with your presence. Uh, you healed people and you encouraged people. And you speak words of love and grace to us. As we look to the future, Lord, we know that you will be with us. So comfort us with those words and Lord, use us to be a blessing to those around us, to our family, our co-workers, our neighbors, Lord. Help us to touch lives with your gospel message and to point people to you. So, Lord Jesus, while we do not know what the future holds, we know that you go before us. So continue to lead and guide. And we ask these things in your name. And we join together in praying. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.